This segment only started this year, uh, changed my mind. Oh, by the way, we're on holidays. Thank you for downloading our podcast here, our little catch-ups. We're playing you some of our uh, favourite bits yeah. while we're on holidays. Changed my mind. It's all about changing someone's opinion. Yeah. The world doesn't generally do that anymore. They just hear someone else's opinion. And yell over the top of them until they get their point across. Um, no, I think this is what happened in some of them. And if it's different, <laughs> no, idea. If someone's opinion uh, differs from yours, you generally just call them a racist and say, you're wrong and I hate you. And because fighting hate with hate is generally, you know, always a good outcome for the world. Yeah. Mm. But so, it's interesting. It is very interesting. A lot of these people have... I don't have outrage enough. I wish I did because I think so. I'm not really stick, stuck on my view. Yeah. You're not passionate. Yeah. I'm, I'm like... Meh. You're flighty. How do you reckon you become an outrageist? Uh, just a really... Oh, hard done by. Do you reckon it's I reckon you... sometimes if you get like... If you, if you get screwed over, I think mm. that's when you start becoming a little bit like, no, 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 the, I deserve this and the mm. world owes me stuff. And I think that can form your opinion. I know lots of people, though, who have great lives, full of prosperity, but yet they still get outraged. I don't surround myself with outraged people. Like what Adam and yeah. my friends. None of my friends are outraged. Oh, they're people. not friends. They're just people I've been forced uh, to work yeah. with and stuff. Yeah. Oh, is it me? Yeah, I think it's me. No, no, you guys don't get outraged. Oh, I'm constantly. Generally, we all agree. We all have very similar opinions, the three of us. Yeah. I get over things very quickly. That's why I'm. By the time I go to write a Facebook status, I'll be like, <laughs> There's a what, was that? what was the problem again? <laughs> Forget it. Don't worry about it. I probably, I probably need to not stir people up as much as I do. Mm. I'm probably part of the problem, not the yeah, solution. That, that is true. Yeah. But, you know, it's fun to watch, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not fun to watch. It can be. depends on who you're pointing it at. <laughs> yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a good point, isn't uh, it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, my turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Did we change anyone's mind so far this year? Let's have a listen. You might change your mind. Change my mind. Change my mind. There's people out there with strong opinions, and it's just because no one else, well, maybe they haven't been challenged. They haven't learned about it from a different perspective, or they've heard about it and just gone, la, 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 la. <laughs> now, today, we are joined by someone who has a strong view. His name is Mark Sargent from Seattle. Mark, what do you believe? I believe the Earth is flat, 100%. Okay, so we're going to dig into this in just a second, but if you disagree with Mark and you want to change his mind, 131060 is our number. Um, tell us why you believe our Earth is not round like most people. Got it. Uh, five quick points. One would be gravity versus the atmosphere of uh, the, the vacuum of space, meaning where is the bleeding of the edge of space? Where does our atmosphere end and the vacuum begin? There is no bleeding edge. Second would be long-distance photography. Uh, boats going over the horizon, yeah, 10 years ago I would have said they've gone over the horizon. Now with HD technology, you can pull them back into frame at almost every distance up until 150 miles. That's not possible. Three would be the eclipse shadow. It's absolutely the wrong size. If the moon is 2,000 miles wide, why is the eclipse blackout zone only 70 miles wide? It's way too small. It's 97% decrease. We don't never see that down here on the ground. Fourth would be the moon temperature, which is the moonlight is actually colder than the moon shade, which is the opposite of the sun, which is warmer than the sun shade. Five would be the Van Allen radiation belts, which is if the Van Allen radiation belts, are they deadly or not? If they are deadly, then how did Apollo and the Americans make it through round trips? Nobody died. Nobody got radiation poisoning. Nobody even got cancer. 
And if they are if they are dead if they aren't deadly, then how did uh, uh, why is there a video on the NASA website that says Orion trial by fire that says they're so deadly they can't even test capsules because they haven't solved the radiation problem? Mm. There you go, five what, five quickly. What about photos of Earth that have been taken from outer space? Everything. Don't believe anything that you see up there. Everything is composite. Everything has been photoshopped, and all the movies are just CGI uh, and have been for a very, very long time. If uh, my my question would be, if the Earth is flat, why mm-hmm. are they telling us it's not? Uh, power and control. No, no I mean, remember, because when they found it out, it was about 1960. The United States and the Soviet Union, when they were doing uh, expeditions out in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. And look, there's too many things that would be uh, turned upside down, uh, so to speak. Uh, academics, you would have to retool just about every physical science, geology, hydrology, biology. Uh, take your pick. They would all have to be retooled, uh, and plus astrophysics and astronomy have to be shut down. Economically, the world markets would have to be suspended for several months. And religiously, the five major religious houses, um, Hinduism, Judaism, Buddhism, Islam, and Christianity, they would all have leverage against science. That's three huge reasons why you would not ever, ever want to do this if you are the ones that are controlling the world. So uh, you believe, uh, the Flat Earthers believe there's a big thick ring of ice around, that's why the water doesn't just pour off the edge. So yeah, does that you're, mean you're, you're, with global warming, once all that ice melts, we're just going to have land galore? Because all the water will just pour uh, it, off the it, edge? It, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Climate change, in my opinion, is a real thing, and there would be a real problem out there. Because you're living in a giant building with walls and a floor and a ceiling, in a dome covering us, and yeah, the Antarctic coastline, which is part of a massive, massive continent that rings around us, yeah, there there would be some problems with the ocean levels, no question. All right. Not a big fan of NASA, are you, Mark? Uh, hey, I used to be a NASA fan. Look, I'm in America. Go raw team. Wave the flag. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but the, the, the Apollo program has not aged well over the last 50, 60 years okay. at all. Uh, so Let's see. we got Clint from Birkdale. You're on the uh, air with Mark. Uh, what do you think? Change his mind. Um, yeah, like, how, how, how you promote that the world's flat, like, it's got an end. Like, in my mind, the world is spherical. There's no beginning. There is no end. You can just keep going around and around and around and around until you won't find an end. Now, if you're saying that the world's flat, where's the end? Where's the beginning? Where's the end? The end would be the outer walls. So there would be a ceiling on this thing. Again, it's like a building with a floor and a ceiling. And the outer walls would be thousands of miles. There's an outer wall at the poles. Fair enough. Okay. There's an outer wall at the poles. Where's the outer wall yep. in the middle, mate? <laughs> the, there is no outer wall in the middle. It's the North Pole. You so you're, you're, what, we're, what we're talking about is the dinner plate where the North Pole is at the center. So everything else pretty much looks the same except for Antarctica. All the continents pretty much are laid out the same. So you'd it, it's, imagine it like uh, where Truman lives in the Truman Show kind of deal. Exactly. Exactly like the Truman, only much, much bigger. The Truman Show, I think, was about 20 miles wide. This thing would be about 20,000 miles wide. Do people fall off? No, how can they fall off? Because the wall, they, uh, remember, we like in Game of Thrones, the ice wall. No, 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 no. It's not like Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, the the Antarctic coastline is actually much shorter than Game of Thrones, which is interesting because that debuts this weekend. Yes. Uh, uh, the Antarctic coastline starts about 200 feet of ice, pretty much straight up, and then plateaus at about 14,000 okay. feet. And so, no, it's, you're basically talking about a lake, a big saltwater lake in the middle of a building. So nobody's falling off. Water's not running off. It's right. not like okay. Nathan, you're on the air with Mark, who believes the Earth is flat. Try and change his mind. 
How you going, guys? Um, all right, my question is, we're in central Queensland in Australia. If you get in the boat and sail and go out right, you can make your way right around and we can end up in WA in Australia. Please tell me how mm-hmm. the earth is not flat if we can sail right around it and don't say that there's a wall from Antarctica to the Arctic because if you go one way, that's got to be circular and you can't go the other way, which is flat. So it doesn't make sense. Got, got it. So you, you want to know how you would circumnavigate a flat world? Yeah. Is that the short version? Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, okay. yeah. So, okay, so no, no, it's, it's okay. Uh, remember, the compass is going to work pretty much the same. So the North Pole would be the magnetic center. And then if you moved your finger around a dinner plate, which is round, you technically circumnavigated it. Does that make the dinner plate a ball? No, it doesn't. Remember, round can also be two-dimensional. And that's what we're kind of saying here. I think if you, Mark, have almost changed Stav's mind He's got the here. dinner plate. He's doing <laughs> his hand going, oh, all yeah. good boy. That makes sense. That does make Tom, sense. in Burfengarry, you're on with Mark, who believes that the, flat, uh, the Earth is flat. We'll see if you could change his mind. Hey, I just want to know if, if is Earth the only flat planet or are the other planets all flat as well? Oh, like, good question. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, who told you there were other planets? Uh, the same people that said the Americans went to the moon? What we're saying is that it's much worse than that to steal from Mission Impossible, uh, which is the, everything you see up in the sky, the, uh, the planets and the stars, they're just pretty, pretty lights, and the sun and the moon are just much bigger lights. The sun would be an incandescent light bulb, and the moon would be an LED night light, and they're much, much smaller and much, much closer. Right. Answers for everything. Let's get Carl on from the sunny coast to see if he can change Mark's mind. How are you, Mark? I am well. How are you? Turn your, yeah, turn your radio down, Carl. Yeah, yeah. So um, in uh, 2012, there was an uh, Austrian professional skydiver um, and Red Bull took him about 39 kilometers um, into the, the stratosphere just above New Mexico. Um, and you can actually see on the, the video viewed by millions and millions around the world, um, you can actually see the curve, curvature of the, the Earth. Um, I just want to, to ask you, Mark, how is that possible? You know, is, is Red Bull yep, yep, working yep. with NASA? I've, I've, and, and have, have you seen that video? Are, are you talking about the, the Red Bull jump by yes. Felix Bumgardner? Yeah. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, please. That that GoPro lens. Look, if you believe, because remember, he was only, and I'm, I'm sorry, I won't be able to do the conversion for you guys because I'm up in America, yeah. but he was at 100, 120,000 feet. That is not that far. And yet the curvature made it look like he was supposedly hundreds of miles up. Uh, if the curvature at 125,000 feet, if that curvature was actual, then the entire world would only be about 100 miles wide. So no, GoPro lenses have a built-in fisheye lens. And if you guys don't know what a fisheye lens is, it's, it's the same thing you do. You put in a peephole on a door. Yeah. When you look out the peephole on a door, you know that your hallway is straight, but the peephole makes it look very, very curved. So in short, yes, Red Bull and NASA are one and the same? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm saying that Red Bull, oh, no, no, Red Bull and NASA are absolutely not one, yeah. one and the same. Mm-hmm. But Red Bull, when they released the photos, they wanted to make it seem more dramatic. It's way right. more dramatic so, yeah. and make okay. it look like he's far from. Okay. Okay. Well, Fabio from New Farm, our first legitimate Fabio call, which is exciting. <laughs> uh, change, sh- change Mark's mind. So when you look out at the planet when, on your flat surface, how do we have night and day and seasons if there are two light bulbs surrounding and circling? Because if they were going over a flat planet, you'd be able to see the sun and the, over the horizon the entire time at night. It wouldn't work if, on a flat surface. I gotcha. If, and that would be the case if the sun and the moon were very, very big. Uh, and we're talking about, we're saying that the sun and the moon are only about 
50 miles wide and approximately the same size. Uh, something that small on, an ob- on a surface that's 20,000 miles wide is super, super tiny. And we've g- built physical models with pinpoint lights, and they absolutely will go away, just go off into the distance, and you won't see them. And as far as the seasons go, I think you, you threw that in there, yeah. uh, the lights yeah. also don't move on the same track every time. It's sort of like a needle. I know that sort of dates me. A needle on a record player. The longer it plays, the, the closer it goes to the center. So the sun and the moon are moving on those sort of tracks. Right. All right. Then how does that explain the moving stars at the same time, the oscillation of the Earth, the obliquity of the Earth, the tides of the Earth, they're affected by the moon? Because none of that adds up to then having it around. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Too many questions. (laughs) Uh, The the stars, again, would be just a display system in the sky. The moon tying in with the tides. Let's throw in that one because I don't know if we have time for the other one. You know what, Mark? Uh, Sorry to cut you off, buddy. I'm pretty sure we changed your mind, though, Mark. You sound pretty convinced by that. (laughs) (laughs) We are out of time, mate, and I do appreciate you. uh, You you took on all those questions really, really well, so we appreciate you coming on this morning. Uh, And uh, we haven't changed your mind, though, but thanks for your call. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. You might change your mind. Change my mind. Change my mind. People walking around in our society with very set views, and sometimes someone could just say a comment to them and they go, Oh, I never thought of it like that. Uh. It's not often the case. None of them can work. You know what it's like, you know. You easily get offended as well by things. You know, you never hear people out quite often because straight away people get on the defence. Yeah. And I think it's nicer to hear people talk about it rather than write those comments on Facebook that go back and forward <laughs> and never really get anywhere. Uh, and one of those people who's joining us this morning is Mariah Appleby. Good morning. Good morning. This is an interesting one, and a lot of our listeners have children. Um, yeah, I can hear you giggling there. That's <laughs> okay. Do you have children? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so what yeah. do you think? Um, so, well, for one, I'm only 21 at the moment, um, but I have chosen not to have kids in the future because of climate change, um, because um, it's sort of a two-point view. Um, so firstly, because um, the future is not necessarily guaranteed with the way that our planet is going, uh-huh. um, but also um, that... The human population at the moment is way, there's way too many people on this earth right now. Um, and so I personally do not want to contribute to that by having more kids. So you right. think children, people having children are causing climate change and we should just stop having procreating essentially? It's a contributing factor. <laughs> so we'll die out? Well, I'll just do a lower number and then we can start again. <laughs> so, um, yeah, not completely, like, everyone completely stop having kids and we will just, like, cease to exist, but to just, like, reduce our numbers because, yeah, there are so many people um, on this earth already and that overpopulation are you annoyed? Are you annoyed that your parents had you? <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, they say that all the time. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, if there's anyone that wants to call 131060 and perhaps change your mind, maybe enlighten you, then they're welcome to call. What would your... So you say, obviously, we need to have some uh, people Because when you're in children, a nursing otherwise... home, you need to have people <laughs> yeah, look after Population you. control. Otherwise, <laughs> we'll, we'll die out. But how would you suggest population control? How, how should we implement that? Um, well, yeah, like if I change my mind and do decide I want children, um, there are other options like um yeah you can adopt kids because there are so many children already 
born um, that have undesirable situations that live in countries that can't support them. Um, so yeah, have like adopt a child instead instead of creating a whole new one. But how do you decide who has to adopt and who gets to have one naturally? Well, there are that's up to people, I guess, um, because there are always going to be um, people that have kids really easily. Um, then I guess they will have kids, but then um, people that maybe struggle to have kids, like my parents did, um, they almost adopted a kid from Sri Lanka. Right. Mm. Right. Okay. So you mean like so? What you ban IVF for people who can't just naturally do it? Say, well, your best option is to do that. It's an option. Yeah. Yeah. Full, full disclosure, you're talking to a guy with three kids, so he's I know, probably... I know, I know, I'm not, <laughs> not your personal views. I'm not, um, I'm not <laughs> even offended by it. I'm just trying to understand what people are going to change your mind on here. David you know? Attenborough feels the same as you, Mariah. There's there's one, what? sorry, did I do a bombshell? <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he does believe that, but he believes yeah. that there should be more people with a higher distribution of wealth procreating as opposed to other people. It's quite controversial. Right. So the higher tax you pay, the more kids you're allowed to... But he says it's generally the opposite. Yeah. Mm. Lower socioeconomic uh, families have more kids. Okay. (laughs) Hannah and Winnell, you're on the air uh, trying to change uh, Mariah's mind. Yeah, hi. Um, I was just thinking that perhaps with the education that she could give her child, perhaps she's the one that can make a difference in the world. Whether it's being a scientist to change climate change or to be a politician to make the changes happen, her child could make the difference. What do you think about that, Mariah? Um, Yeah, that's definitely a possibility, but I could also um, educate um, and raise a child that I have adopted um, to do the same thing. Well, that's, that's a good retort, that right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hannah. Don't you hate it when both points are correct in an argument? Yeah. Where do you go? Uh, 131060, if you want to change Mariah's mind, she believes children are the cause of climate change. Don't have any more. Natasha <laughs> in Alexandra Hills, trying to change your mind. Hi. I don't think it's children um, that cause climate change per se, but the environment that humans have created and the unsustainability of the way we live at the moment that is the problem, not children or people per se. So remembering that it is the, like, say, the petrol system and the way we don't utilise growing our own food and um, that that sort of thing that is probably not focused enough in society, um, detracted by big agriculture, big business, um, and we just forget that maybe that's a better way of, of living. But society kind of is, is in a different place. Mariah. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like, it, like children are not the only like contributing factor. It's one of the things that lead to like overpopulation and having so many people on this earth is not sustainable because. Um, at the moment, um, like Earth Overshoot Day last year, so that's when um, we have used all the natural resources that um, the environment can replenish over that year. So that day was in August last year. So because we have so many people on this Earth that we are using too many resources for the natural environment, so having less people on this Earth by actively choosing not to have kids is one way to help with that. When you think about it, kids are the ones that are into the environment, aren't they? Maybe we should go the other way. Can I ask a question, Mariah? (laughs) Are you uh, romantically active? Um, Like, I'm 
do not have a partner right now. But but you, it was a weird way to but, ask. I, what, what, I'm, what, I'm to, what I'm trying to ask you is, uh, if you fell pregnant accidentally, Ooh. what do you do? Um, well, personally, in my situation, I would not want to keep it for many reasons. Mm-hmm. One being the fact that I do not want children for environmental reasons. Um, also, I'm only 21. Yeah. Having a child right now would not well fit into my plan right now. Yeah, <laughs> Is that hard because everyone goes at 21, oh, you don't want kids? Because I remember I wasn't keen to having kids. I was like, definitely not. Do people say that to you, that you might change your mind with that? Yeah, so many yeah. people are like, oh, you're young, you'll change your mind. Like my mum like, really wants grandkids, so she's like, yeah, you'll change your mind eventually, but... I really stabbed don't in. think I will. <laughs> yeah, stabbed yeah, yeah, Jesse, you're on Mariah's side here. I am. I agree. I agree entirely. Completely. Awesome. I've got kids, and I no, I've got two kids, and I hate the fact that I've brought kids into a world that is it's corrupt in so many ways, and I kind of feel like a failure of a parent because, like, you know, I I can't even have a house that has to be, you know, I can't even have windows open at night because I'm scared of someone breaking in. But I agree with her completely. Right. Completely. Right, so you, so yours is more that you feel like you can't, you, it's not a good world that you should have brought your kids into and you didn't feel that at the I, time? It's a horrible place to live. Like, it's horrible. It, it, there's so many more bad things than good. And she's right, climate change is a massive thing at the moment. It's huge. And if literally people don't change their ways, we will destroy this planet. There's no no second planet to go to. There's no terraforming Mars. It, it's not going to happen in this lifetime. So mm. people really need to be more careful. It's family reunions at your house would be fun. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry that you live in such a fear. <laughs> She's not wrong. She's not that, wrong. That, that's She's the very realist. Yeah, <sighs> that's the issue, isn't it, really? Yeah. Uh, well, sparking joy. Mariah. I'm just kidding. Have we have we managed to change your mind, or are we still in the same spot? Still in the same spot. Yeah. It'll take you take a lot to change my mind on this topic. Yeah. All right. Well, fair enough. Thank you so much for coming on the air uh, this morning. Very brave to share your opinion. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Stav, Abby, and Matt on Hit 105. You might change your mind. Change my mind. Change my mind. We like doing this segment to see if we can bring a different perspective to some people. Now, this morning, we're going to be joined by someone who's quite passionate about it. Uh, Josh from the sunny coast, what do you believe? Oh, there's there's a number of misconceptions, and that's uh, probably the biggest thing that we'd want to talk about, really, is, is exactly what people understand about marijuana as a, as a drug and as a recreational hobby, I guess. So you believe that marijuana should be legalised? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, we've, we've come the time. Well, yep. thirteen ten sixty. If you disagree and you want to be able to change Josh's mind, because sometimes it's just a different perspective, and you yeah. go, "Oh, I never thought about that." We've, I mean, we've made lots of headway with marijuana as a medical option. Um, yep. So, but that's not essentially what we're into today, because we've covered that. You're saying that marijuana, you should be able to buy it in the same sense as alcohol. Go to a party on the weekend, have a smoke, drive a car. That's right. Like any of the restrictions that have been put on um, the illicit drugs that, like alcohol, that we are actually allowed to purchase legally, it's just no sense that something less harmful uh, hasn't got those same sort of framework. Josh, I guess it's the same as alcohol. Do you believe that it can affect people differently? And I just said, from I went to go and visit a friend of mine in a rehab, and there was a gentleman that was in with her, and he had mental disorders that they thought were brought about from his reaction to marijuana. 
Yeah, look, it's not a joke that anything, um, as again, like any illicit substance can exacerbate or um, it's not so much bring on, but it can bring forward um, things in someone that may be quite sensitive. Yeah. So um, it, it like is... Like schizophrenia, uh, for example. Most, def- most definitely, there's there's lots of things that um, should be looked at if, for instance, someone would be using a drug like that. And again, you could you could say the same thing about cheeseburgers and alcohol. Mm. Um, people have an extreme susceptibility to certain things, and whether the cannabis and studies haven't yet given us any proof whatsoever. Uh, if anything, um, something like Alzheimer's disease, which in the past they thought cannabis was. Uh, could be the cause of or um, increase the risk. Uh, studies have now found that it uh, suggests that it may lower the risk and also give these people a longer lifespan without that disease troubling them. So the confusion behind what is exactly the issue that caused these mental health problems that people have is still not found. It's, right. Science still doesn't have an answer to that. Right. So, But if something could be exacerbated uh, by it, Definitely, any illicit substance has that has that ability. And are you actively campaigning for marijuana to be legalised? Are you like lobbying your politicians and stuff, or is this just a yeah? Yeah, as it as it stands, there's been quite a number of groups that have um, stuck it out since about 2013. Um, the fight the fight's been on the cards, and knowing that the options people have for medical cannabis at the moment is still so limited. We really need to go forwards with changing the legislation in line with other countries. Josh, I know um, why it has to be for medical. I, I do agree with that. Why do you want it legalised? Um, just basically equality. Um, there's there's simplicity and equality in in the day and age that we are in now, and and that just means that uh, in all fairness, some people should have a choice whether they whether they use a drug or not, and it shouldn't be affecting them in a legal sense. How much are you um, smoking a week? Uh, well, I wouldn't. I, I, I don't smoke. If I was to choose it, I would. I would just take it. Take it orally. So yeah, you'd oh, be like you like like a pill or something, oils and stuff like that. Yeah. Generally, is what yeah. Generally, on a medical side of things, but if it was to be in a recreational sense, probably a vaporizer would be a, a really good choice. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, as it stands, it's illegal. Uh, but you reckon <laughs> that it should be uh, legalized? You just yeah, let sure. him into that one. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, well, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure we work out. He, he has a toke or two uh, on, on the weekends. Uh, what I'm. What I am saying is, we're not encouraging you to go out and get some marijuana this afternoon because of this conversation. <laughs> no. What we're saying is, is we're going to open up here on thirteen ten sixty. Josh says it should be legalized. Uh, if you disagree, let's see if through your experience. You can change his mind. Sharon from Logan Home, uh, see if you can change Josh's mind. Good morning, everyone. How are you, Josh? Yeah, I'm well. Excellent. So I um, lost a sister at 33. She started with marijuana and obviously just progressed to other things. I'm not totally, wholly, solely blaming marijuana. But I did a lot of years in the Lismore, Brunswick Heads area, and up here at Logan as a youth worker, and the destructive behaviour, destructive use of marijuana, them saying that it was okay when they were just not functioning at all to be able to do anything. But um, I look, I don't personally think if you want to do it for recreational purposes, that's fine. 
you want to do it for medical reasons, I'm all behind that too. But then you make the choice that you hand in the licence so that you don't affect anyone else on the road. Mm. Okay. That's, that's, that's fair. Like, I believe regulation, um, like being able to police the dangers, is just as important as, um, I, I, I guess, um, educating those, those young people that you've worked with, you know. So um, it, it's something that I won't disagree with you entirely with because it's, it's very, very true that, that um, a lot of people will use a substance um, for, for whether it be a gateway or a, um, a, a way out, you know, at a certain point in their life. And it's, it's as I say, I'll keep saying it, you know, cheeseburgers and alcohol are the yeah. same thing yeah. to a certain degree. So you would have it And like when you-, you talk about licences, yeah. um, that... You know they they don't I don't even know if they swab test for cocaine mm. these days. You know because um, but they do for they do for cannabis. So the the indifference that we see with what the um, the uh, the police are actually using um, to determine whether someone's safe or not to drive, it's still not a, a broad. Uh, a broad enough approach. Oh, they well. should may. We've got a lot to get level. through. I don't want to cut you off. Sorry, Josh. But we do yeah, have a no, lot of people no. who want to change your mind this morning. <laughs> uh, Clinton, you're on the air with Josh. Go ahead, change his mind. Yeah, no, I reckon it should be legalised. Like, um, I smoked for six years, and then I got a job where we got drug tested. I quit straight away. Uh, it didn't affect me at all in any way. Like, my memory's still amazing. I pretty much used it because I had insomnia. So it helped yeah, right. with that, like helping me to sleep and stuff like that. I reckon and this guy's right. It should be legalised. All righty. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We've got Jilly in Paddington. You're on with Josh who believes marijuana should be legalised. See if you can change his mind. Um, yeah, my biggest issue with it, I suppose, coming from a mental health standpoint, um, is for some people it's really um, dangerous in terms of perceptual changes. So over time... You know, unlike, I suppose, alcohol, where um, it's a quick, you know, I suppose it can be a slow build-up or a quick build-up, depending on how your night is. But my biggest issue with it is that if it's overdosed uh, and we aren't using it regularly, like young people, I work with a lot of young people, um, like it changes perception very quickly, um, and especially if it has a lot of THC. And, And the biggest issue really that's coming about all this is we talk a lot about it being a medical benefit which is definitely true and I'm never denying that and I've seen it be very beneficial but the issue is is that THC is the hallucinogenic component and over time what's actually happened is we've grown that out of our weed um, we've, sorry, the medical um, benefit we've grown out of our weed and we've increased THC because that was yeah. good weed back in that the is, day is, and my is biggest exactly issue right. is that that, that is exactly right, so street cannabis um, what we'd know as street cannabis and the, the very hard chunks of bud that you're finding that are, that are quite orange in colour, they have been, yeah, not grown with, with much care. And over time, um, as you say, those, those breeds of cannabis uh, have less CBD, the cannabidiol, and that's generally the non-psychotropic compound. And then the psychotropic compound being THC, most definitely um, when it's a, such a bias, it can cause those extreme anxieties. It can cause uh, accelerated heart rates, and um, yeah, generally in higher doses. So right, I so you're basically to agree saying, with you. if you're basically saying, if it was to be legalised, there would be a, a different quality control, and therefore, oh, most definitely. And the ratios of those compounds, like you've got 
a few different compounds. You've got terpenes, you've got flavonoids, you've got cannabinoids. And having a really rich profile and uh, what we'd call medical-grade cannabis is having, uh, should I say, like a not even amounts, but having a more distributed uh, ratio of yeah. those those compounds. Or and even the ability you. to see how much was in it. Yeah. Uh, if it was regulated, you'd be able to see the actual ingredients. All right, we're going to... Uh, we've got time for one more. David from Oxley, you're on if you can change Josh's mind. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi Josh. Um, look... G'day. <clears throat> I'm not really here to, to necessarily uh, change your mind about legalising it for recreational purposes, but the problem we actually have is that, um, as you were saying before, that um, they don't test for cocaine. When, when you're pulled over and you're drug tested, you're actually tested for everything. Now, I have terminal cancer and I use um, you know, opioids as a pain relief. Now, when I use those and I get pulled over, okay, it will come up on a drug test as heroin. Now, I have to sit there and wait two weeks to find out what the results are. The reason right. they do that is because there is no side on the side of the road test to be able to tell how much drugs you have in your system compared that we can with alcohol. Now, that is the, the real scary thing for me, obviously. Like, I don't personally use it. I'm 100% obviously um, being cancer patient for using it for medical uses. Right. Um, recreational uses is, is, is great, but the problem is is that you don't want to sit beside a drink driver. 90% of us that are on the road don't want to be beside someone that's stoned. And the first person that turns around and says, it doesn't affect me, I can drive fine is lying because we, we know neurologically that any kind of drug whether it be the ones that, that i use and i'm you know that i you know there's a certain level that i don't drive with for the same reason um it, it changes the way that, that our brain physical works it's a chemical reaction it, it's not something we control and we can change your reaction times are slower and that is why they turn around and say you can only have 0.5% alcohol in your system. Yeah. Uh, thank yeah. you very much for your call, David. We've, we've run out of time. Uh, sorry, Josh, but just to Thanks, clarify, mate. have we changed your mind? Oh, look, you've enlightened me, put it that way. I think <laughs> there's so many people that have got uh, so many different views and when it comes down to it, we've just got to hope the education and when we look at building this legislation that we take all this into account. Stab Abby and Matt on Hit 105. Change your mind. Change my mind. Change my mind. Sometimes you just need to be educated on a different view and you go, oh, I didn't think of it from your point of view. I agree with you. You were right. I was a douche. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Often not the case though. (laughs) Or have a ginormous argument, which can also be healthy to debate. Either way, there's people in our society that have a point of view and today we are joined by Casey in the studio and you believe what? Um, That kids should be raised gender neutral. We wouldn't be talking about this many years ago. No, definitely not. But now it comes up a lot with people like, you know, there should be gender neutral toilets as well. Mm -hmm. So we're not separating them. Why do you believe this? So for me, um, gender neutral is more about removing the gender roles. So it's not taking away your identity because we all display our gender differently. It's about um, giving equal opportunity to children. because I, I have obviously boys and mm. I always go, I never wanted them to be boys, boys or have either toys. And yep. then people go, well, why are they playing with trucks? And I go, well, because they gravitated towards that and not yep. the, ta- the tutu. Yes, that's right. So that's often what happens as well. So that's more like um, <coughs> the subliminal messages, really, I think, that comes in from media and from the way they package them as well. You'll yeah. notice that all of them are quite blue, whereas the dolls are always quite pink. Um, I have two girls. Um, and so I'm probably the same as you. I don't want them to necessarily think that they have to be girly girls. So my youngest actually loves Paw Patrol. So I really um, help her explore that and she really loves it. But you've changed your views since studying it. I have, yes. Yeah. So it's because I studied that I changed my views. So before, probably even two years ago, I would have said, no, boys need to be 
be boys, girls need to be girls, that's it. Uh-huh. Um, and then when I was studying it, I realised, so our gender is something that we display. It's how we show a part of our identity. Um, and so we also get these gender roles put on us from society where it's women belong in the kitchen, men can only feel anger type things. So it's really just removing that and letting them figure out who they are, letting males feel their emotions, men, sorry, um, because males are different. Sorry, that's (laughs) biological sex is male, female. Right. Whereas the way we display our gender is man, woman, boy, girl. So that's where it gets confusing as well. Well, the point of this segment is 131060. If you are disagreeing with with what Casey's saying here, uh, get on, tell your side of the story and see if you can change her mind. She's only very recently changed her mind, so she's uh, pliable to swing right (laughs) back. (laughs) Because we've still got a 100% success rate of no one changing their mind yet. Yes, so it might happen today. Can I say that I I will honestly say I disagree with Mm -hmm. what you're saying. Um, And my belief on that is I think even by saying you're going to be gender neutral, Mm -hmm. you're still applying a thought to the person anyway. So whether you say you're a man, you're a woman, or you're gender neutral, I still think you're you're giving them a, a label as yeah. such to, to work out for themselves. Yes. So yeah. what, what would you sort of so say to that? I feel like that's a little bit different. That's more how how we display our gender, not how we act it out. So displaying is the masculine and feminine. So I'm very cisgendered, which means I'm on the end of the spectrum for female. So if you think of a 30 centimetre ruler, on one end you've got masculine, on the other end you've got feminine. So I sit at feminine, Mm -hmm. whereas you guys, I would assume, would sit at masculine. You'd be surprised. So me, it probably would be neither here nor there. (laughs) Yeah, so some people float in between, others sit in the middle, and that's where you get the people that identify as non-binary. Yeah. I guess what you're saying is don't always just go, you're a girl, you have to wear a dress. Because yes. I think we do treat boys and girls very differently. Yeah. And I always say that mm. you will always say to a little girl, you look beautiful, you look cute, but you don't actually say that to a guy, a, a little mm. boy. Yeah. For a boy, you're more or less a toast. Like, um, give them skills, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. you're a fast runner or yeah. you're smart. Exactly, yeah. So, so you're I'm saying just... a little bit more n- neutral in your behaviour towards yes. them. Yeah. yeah right. And telling girls that they are strong and that they can, you know, do what boys do. And then letting boys know that they they can be soft and yeah. gentle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. I tell my four-year-old, uh, five-year-old, I say, "Don't worry, you'll be able to do what your sister does one day." Because they're the complete <laughs> opposite in our family. Uh, but we got a lot of calls to get through here. Thirteen, ten, sixty. Uh, change Casey's mind. She believes kids should be raised gender neutral. All right. All right. First cap off the rank, Brendan. You're on the air with Casey. Change her mind. Yeah. Morning, guys. Um, yeah. I just, well, I suppose I got a question for Casey. Is the, the forcefulness of uh, we, we, we should be raising kids to be gender neutral. I, I, I sort of don't understand in, in this day and age why we need to be so forceful on kids to be a specific thing. It, it's basically the same as what she's going against, that a girl should be a girl or a boy should be a boy. Um, why? Why, 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 <laughs> why, why are people so forceful in their approach <laughs> yeah. to gender neutral? Yeah, I guess because, well... From my view, I think people assume that it's forceful because they think that we're taking something away. But we're actually trying to empower kids to be able to be themselves and not have to feel like they have to fulfil these roles that we're so often subliminally given. And that's that's the key point there. It's we're empowering kids. Yeah. As yeah. a parent, you, you empower your kid. You don't empower your girl. You don't empower your boy. You empower yeah. your kid. Exactly. So... Um, you know, you used your example before about letting, you know, having your daughter watch Paw Patrol. Like, 
it's not a, that's not a very, a very good example because it's not a it's it is gender neutral. Like, mm-hmm. how does that make her be any more? Boy, um, you know, I don't see how that supports your argument. Yeah, so it's not about making her a boy or anything. It's just letting her explore what she likes, no matter who who it's really aimed at. So. She's loved it since she was two. So when she first started loving it, there was really no Sky or Everest. They're the part of the dogs the, on the show. It was more about the, the boy dogs. And so it was more about just um, letting her love that, even though she is a girl. Like yeah. it's, it's, It was definitely targeted at boys. It's like, it you was, know, And then yeah. you've got like My Little Pony, which is definitely targeted, targeted, targeted at girls. At girls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brad from Ripley. Change Casey's mind. She believes that kids should be raised gender neutral. I was listening and I was fine until you said, you know, girls can do anything boys can do. Uh And if that was the case, we would have an Olympic event, a 100-metre event with boys and girls, not a men's event and a ladies' event. Sure. They can't do everything. And I think you're missing the point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Girls aren't there to do everything boys can do. They're there to do everything the boys can't do. You're downgrading girls. You've missed the point completely. That's interesting. Mm. Mm. Are um, you saying, Brad, that the differences should be more celebrated rather than saying, no, 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 we can all do the same as each other because that's not realistic? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Don't yeah. think you've changed your <laughs> mind there, Brad. <laughs> uh, 131060, Ryan and Ipswich, ch- change Casey's mind. Morning, guys. Uh, Casey, I think that um, by putting a label on the gender-neutral side of things as opposed to keeping it just raising your children in a versatile environment as opposed to creating the pressure of putting a label on it, um, I think with today's pressure in society alone, we're seeing a lot more depression in the younger ages. And I think that um, creating that that extra pressure of what am I is a a big big downfall. Mm -hmm. So... I hear what you're saying and the way that I see it is that it's removing that pressure of that they have to be a certain way. So this is letting them figure that out for themselves. Uh, You could almost say that there's a lot of depression in um, younger generations these days because they're being forced to be a a girl or a boy. Yeah, Mm. that's that's the way I see it, Mm. yeah. Okay, uh, Beck. Good morning. Yeah. Uh, morning. Good to have a female's perspective, yeah. sorry, or whatever you identify as. I realise I've slipped up there. Someone uh, calling up on the phone, yes. their yes. opinion. Yeah. Beck, change Casey's mind who believes kids should be raised gender neutral. Well, I'm in agreement with most of the other people that have been on this morning. We're just putting another label on them. Uh, I've got three daughters. Um, my first daughter, and we've raised them all exactly the same. Uh, first daughter picks frogs and toads and, you know, does all that kind of thing. We never pushed that on her. We never gave her specific toys, never dressed her a certain way. The second daughter, as princess as you could get. Like, she will wear that many dresses, it's not funny. She has to do her hair every morning. Like, I don't understand why, if we can raise three, and the third one, she's a mixture of both of them. But I don't understand why we have to label everything. Or if we have to look at a certain toy and go, oh, well, this is this and this is this. And a toy is a toy. A kid is a kid. Just let them be kids. Stop saying, oh, well, you know, we have to say they're a girl. We have to say they're a boy. We have to say they're neither. Like, it yep, just completely puts another agree. label on them. And yep. I think she, she again, did so. Yeah, she does agree <laughs> with you with that, Beck. Yeah. Yeah, but... Like, gender neutral, I'm agreeing with the last caller. Mm. That's confusion as well. So what do you say to that then? So 
With the last call, um, so what I'm thinking is when it comes to racing male versus women, that's where the hormones come in. So our bodies are biologically different, whereas our gender is something that we display. It's how we show our identity. And so that's the part where um, we do become... um, Neutral, I guess, but we're not all the same. So that's when you can choose your feminine or your masculine trait. It's funny because I think a lot of the listeners, what they're saying is that they're actually doing it, but they yes. don't want it to be so labelled. So you're saying yeah. is that they should be given choices. Yeah. And it sounds like, Beck, you actually did give your three daughters choices. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. I didn't go, oh, but you're, you know, this is because you're gender neutral. Like, take that yeah. crap out of it. But that, but you don't, they are what they are. But you wouldn't say that to the children, though. I mean, you just you, you just do it, and you wouldn't you wouldn't sit your kids yeah. down. But at go, what age, I yeah, guess, exactly. Beck, can I say from your perspective, you're thinking, at what age do you stop saying that? Like, if they just turn, if they end up like that at six, mm. do you go, okay, well, now you are, like, what, kind of at what stage do you stop saying gender neutral? No, but that's my point. Like, why do we, yeah, why to. do we even need to have it? Yeah. Is there a point, actually, case when they do know who they are, then you can start targeting it towards it? Like, if you if, if they know they're very masculine, then you sort of target that? Yeah, so the research shows that from the age of four, we already have an idea what our gender is. Right. Yeah. Right. Get them to fill out a questionnaire at four and see where we go from there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it was a good debate this morning. Casey. Yes. Have we changed your mind? Well, actually, I'm in agreement with most of the callers, so they're probably all quite puzzled. So, <laughs> yeah. no, I haven't changed my mind. Oh, it is 2019. That's how it works. We argue and then we leave confused. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. We You're really welcome. do appreciate it. Uh, nice to see you this morning. Stand by.